0: Hello
1: everybody, happy Thursday to you, July 13th, 2023, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, all here on your Thursday morning, another game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, and we get a recap show as well as UK plays their first, USA, UK, Plays their first global jam game yesterday. We'll be back in action tonight. We've got a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. But first, we got to check in. To we got to check in with the show. Get see how everybody's doing. Nick Roush, how are you? What's up?
2: I'm um, I'm doing well. Yeah, I got to watch Kentucky basketball yesterday. It was fun, um, and we get to do it all again today. But it's more. Uh, do we get to watch, I guess we get to listen to Kentucky basketball today. That's, it's, it's not, today is going to be unlike any other Kentucky basketball viewing experience because it's against Canada, should be the most packed crowd for any of the games up there, but yet it's on tape delay. The 8 p.m. Tip-off, you can only listen to it, so I'm, this is just, feels like I'm. I'm, I'm back in 2004, watching UK against Middle Tennessee State in football. It's a very, very bizarre feeling.
1: It is. It it is bizarre. It's going to be weird. I keep waiting for a tweet that just says, like, turns out we are going to be on this station. You can stream it live here. I I keep waiting for that to happen. I I still am not totally convinced it's not going to happen at some point today um, because it's 2023. And UK is playing basketball. It needs to be live on television. That being said, here, here, here's my game plan. Eight o'clock is going to roll around. Baby's going to be down. That's nice. I haven't really figured out which room I'm going to watch it in. May clip in for the cats again, after all. But I don't know if I'm going to, if it's not on TV, I don't know if I'm going to clip in for the cats. I don't know if I just want to sit there on the Pelotron listening on a broadcast, but, Assuming that it doesn't get picked up somewhere, which I'm guessing it's not. I'm guessing this is like a rights thing. The fact that U of L is going to Twitter stream all their games and UK is on TV live every time except tonight. I'm guessing it's something with Canada and whoever's broadcasting. Or I, I'm, I'm guessing it's a rights thing. I'm going to look for an illegal stream. I'm guessing they're going to be hot and heavy. UK fans are resilient and they don't like to be told what to do. So I'm guessing there's gonna be a live stream out an illegal live stream somewhere out there on the interwebs. Maybe KS Board Plus 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 will have one. Maybe a poster on Cats Illustrated will have one. I can guarantee you some random Twitter user will find a, a stream, a, a link to a stream. I'm gonna try the illegal stream first. If I if that doesn't work, and sometimes on illegal streams it's unreliable or it's really like gimmicky right, right. or hiccupy or whatever you want to call it. If it's if it's acting up, if it's acting a fool, I'm gonna turn it off, and then I'll just do radio. I'll do radio. It's not gonna be my favorite. I may just go on a walk. I may take the dog on a walk. Listen on a radio. Walk around the neighborhood. Do like little silent fist pumps as UK scores all over Canada's maple syrup ass. Uh, that's plan. That's plan B. And really, those are my only two plans. Uh, worst case scenario, I'll listen on radio, and then probably not gonna stay up at midnight. But We'll wake up in the middle of the night, undoubtedly, and watch the replay there. That way I can get a visual aspect of all of it. That's my game plan as I go into it, but we'll have more of this show to talk about it. Scoots, how was your Wednesday? I think I've got a good idea of how it was because I basically felt like I was with you for six hours. Talk to you two hours on KRC in the morning, Listen to you on Spears in the afternoon, Listen to you at Rutherford. For three hours, it, well, not for all three hours. I didn't, I didn't come in until the end of the UK game, so I didn't, didn't make it into the show until around. Four o'clock ish, give or take. But uh, got my got a heavy dose of scooch yesterday. So so, how was it? How was your full day of radio? I think you get to run it all back today.
0: I do. Yeah, I get to run it all back today and tomorrow. So absolutely was a long day of radio, but it was a fun day. I actually got home last night and I told Gil. I was like, you know, I for being at the radio station for as long as I was today, I don't feel like I did anything. You know, because radio's. You don't feel – it's not like hard manual labor. It's kind of mentally taxing from time to time. But, yeah, I just got home, and I I just had this sense of I didn't do anything today. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I ran four local shows pretty much flawlessly. So I need to start giving myself some credit for that. It was was a long day, but it was a fun day, especially when you got – Kentucky thrown in the middle of that. It was a lot of fun. I showed up to the Rutherford show yesterday. Much like you, TJ, I was not at the Rutherford show until the Kentucky game was over. So I I got here, and Keith Wynn, who he had on his show yesterday, was in the parking lot. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. I can sit here and watch the end of the Kentucky game, do my homework for the morning. I'll be good to go. So I'm sitting here watching the third quarter. And then we start getting a 1,000 texts to the text line about the stream going down. So I had to drop the Kentucky game and go try to figure out the stream because Mike Rutherford fans are relentless if the stream's not working. So I was able to reset that, get that all working again. And by the time I got the stream back up, the game was over. So I had to do the thing. Luckily, I was recording it for Gil because he was working during the day yesterday. So I got home last night, and we rewatched it. So – I have a pretty good sense of how the game went yesterday. It was a it but it was a lot of fun overall as a day as a whole, for sure.
1: Yeah, we got we got to talk about some of it. Um they complimented you in a major way for getting the stream to work. I I cracked up at at Rutherford during that segment cuz he's like normally when the stream doesn't work and Trevor's our producer, he just kind of throws a few things or throws his arms up <laughs> or makes some grunting sounds, but He doesn't get up, and he doesn't move. Uh, We were looking back at the window, and Scooch was moving back and forth, walking (laughs) from room to room, doing stuff, trying to get it figured out. They were really impressed that you were getting off your butt. Uh,
0: what and I did don't yesterday. know if that
1: actually works, if that actually does anything, but at the end of the day, you still did figure out how to get the stream working. So
0: what? Uh, so I said it yesterday on the show, but I called Trevor for advice. I was like, hey, what's the best course I should take here? And I ended up just resetting the whole computer. I thought that was the best option because I couldn't get a hold of Trevor, despite it being four in the afternoon. He was uh sleeping, if you believe that. But no, I uh, he basically told me that he's only done what I did yesterday – Two times in 12 years. So, pretty cool.
1: What is, that? Why doesn't he do it more often, then?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I know a lot of times if they've had stream issues, they've been at the Taylorsville Road Studio. And unfortunately, oh, okay. our stream comes from here. So there really has been a lot of times where there's nothing
1: he can do. That makes sense. But, that if, makes they're, sense. but if
0: they're here, he should be able to correct it.
1: Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna need to talk about a couple of the things that that you talked about on the Rutherford show. We're gonna, there's gonna be a basketball heavy show. I promise you. I'm so excited to talk about what we saw yesterday. Preview today's game. By the way, if you're wondering, because I was last night, uh, Team Canada beat the snot out of Team Africa in the other round robin game yesterday. So right now, Ooh. at the top of the table is actually Canada, uh, because I, and and. Mom. Margin. Margin, yeah. I'm going to get into this. The way that they do things internationally, and if you've seen soccer even in this country or out of the country, they do tables. 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 Another yeah, think, you, flip, uh, you
2: flip the table.
1: Another I think you should leave skit. Uh, Freddy Krueger got these tables all dirty. Uh, anyways, they do tables. So if you win, you get two points. If you lose, you get one point. I'm not crazy about that point-setting system. And then margin of victory is the tiebreaker. So right now, UK tech or USA, UK technically in second place, Uh, but Canada beat the snot out of Africa and it'll be UK versus Canada for the top spot in the old table today. Uh, And then Kentucky will play Africa on Saturday, but we do need to talk more a little bit more about scoots yesterday. Roush. I know you weren't listening because it was big exports radio, but he basically said that like, he wants out of the morning show ASAP.
2: <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> dudes! what do we do? That, that, that it, it hurt
1: my, it hurt that my is, feeling.
0: That is not what I said. I, I just said that I would kill to sleep in. I love doing this show with you guys. I really
1: mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't hear the love to do. Oh, you wouldn't believe how much I would just go kill somebody to be able to do an <laughs> afternoon radio show. Just the He's whole, up he, and also, if I'm not mistaken, Rutherford, but I think, was trying to steal Scooch. Oh
0: name. yeah, hundred percent.
1: He's talking about how much he liked them. They were actually getting to talk sports that day. It wasn't all this random, gobbly. He goop. fixed the
2: stream. Fixed the stream, yeah. and then <laughs> right. you got Scooch
1: saying, "Well, I'd love, I'd love to sleep in. I do all these other jobs." And then they actually got into a conversation that i found somewhat interesting talking about like do you like doing mornings versus afternoons better but scoots if you don't want to be here buddy then just get get going
0: no i i I do want to be here i wouldn't be here you all know that why why would i just show up to something i don't want to do you know i do i do i i really enjoy doing this show i've told you all that several times i am so appreciative of you all for bringing me on in replacement of trevor but man i just yeah there's a lot of days where i just wish i could sleep past six o'clock you know that's it no, it's just first world problems. Just just a little complaint.
1: Okay, if you say so.
0: I, I am extremely happy.
1: Then Roush Rutherford told a story that when he signed on with the Big X, they were like, all right, we're excited about this. What time were you thinking? Like, what you know, we're going to do a show. It's going to be three hours. What time were you thinking? And he was like, you know. It's going to be a little different for me, but I'm I'm thinking mornings. I think I just kind of want to get the show over with, have my whole day ahead of me, and I can kind of get done what I need to get done. And then instantly, the folks at Big X were like, Ooh, we were thinking afternoons. <laughs> he was like, Okay, afternoons work too. I can do afternoons. I'll do afternoons. Uh, and then he talked about whether or not he'd rather do mornings or afternoons. He talked about the advantages of a morning radio show and the advantages of an afternoon radio show. It was actually kind of a good conversation. It was. And, I'll, and I agree with Scooch. There are some mornings that it's just like, Oh my gosh, I don't. Not only do I not want to get up, like, do I not want to r- roll out of bed i definitely don't want to have to like perform do a show talk yeah
2: be oh, live ne-
1: sociable and lively as we so often. Ne- next
2: week i'm going to be at sec media days and that is definitely going to be the case for some of those oh right? yeah like, no,
1: for, for like, sure yeah, yeah yeah but rutherford did you know <laughs> he, he was right like it is super nice though at nine o'clock radio our radio days over and You and I can go get on to other things. Scooch has to go get on to other things as well. Sometimes radio associated, sometimes hotel associated. But it is nice to, once we're done, it's like we've got our whole day ahead of us. And I've done both. I've done afternoon radio. I've done morning radio. And, you know, weirdly enough, when I was doing afternoon radio, I was like, I cannot wait to get to mornings. And the biggest reason why is because I couldn't go golf with my friends when they would get off work. Uh, Because I'd be doing radio till six o'clock, and I'd be like, "Ah, this stinks." They're golfing, and I'm having to do this till six o'clock. But I especially like doing morning now that I have a kid, Roush, because if I didn't do if I did radio till six o'clock, I'd get home at like six fifteen, six thirty, and we put the kid down around seven, seven fifteen. I'd get like thirty minutes with a little squirt.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's. um, I know some people who have similar. They aren't doing afternoon radio, but baby goes down early and they during the weekdays they only get you know an hour or so with their kids just because it's bedtime already um so yeah yeah each side has its advantages and disadvantages um you're just there's going be some times where you just don't want to wake up but it's fun to it's fun to wake up with everybody and kind of this is this is like our extra morning cup of coffee kind of get mm-hmm. the day start the day off on the right foot it is true that yeah, it is true I'm that once right.
0: I'm here I I am awake so it is like a cup of coffee. You're right, Ross.
1: Yeah, and I, I do, it feels like a good way to start the day. They talked about like the news breaking aspect where morning shows are much more reactionary to the day and the night before, where afternoon shows they can talk about stuff in real time and things that have happened. But that that kind of goes both ways from time to time. Like if, if let's say for example we wanted to talk, the let's say, the Gold Cup last night, semifinal, United States lost some penalty kicks to Canada. Oh. But, oh, my gosh, I hardly recognized any of the, the the players on the team. That I don't even know if that was the United States C-team that was out there. Uh, there's only a few players that I hardly even recognized, so I'm not too upset about the loss. But let's say that was like a huge game. Or, you know, let's say that, for example, for tomorrow, the U.K., United States, they play at 8 o'clock. It's it's nice to have to be the first ones to get a stab at it in the morning, but in this instance, when UK played at one thirty, and the afternoon shows get to talk about it, we're going to kind of feel like we're recycling some. So it has its its advantages and disadvantages, and in, re- in regards to a news aspect. But Scooch, you were right; we don't get a ton of breaking news in the morning, not often.
0: Nah, and my example was, well, we got to be the first ones to talk about the Pat Fitzgerald stuff. And Mike instantly roasted me for that. He was like, That's a bad example. <laughs> well,
1: it was a bad example. It's like we you know, we weren't really chomping at the bit to to do that. But we were we got to break the the Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati news That's that true. happened while we were on. That was fun. Uh, and then I think like um, the whole
2: that that one and then there was one of the college basketball FBI things that dropped like forty dropped something at like five AM one morning.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And we were trying to uh, parse through it ahead of time so that 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 was that was something
1: well we're we're lucky we're fortunate and we're happy to be able to do radio really at any time but especially mornings to get your day started and we're happy to be partnered up with Thornton's. So they've sponsored our text line, the Thornton's text line and they want to get your day started the right way just like Kentucky roll call does, except they provide it with physical goods. We are just angelic voices coming over your radio airwaves or your podcast. Uh, they actually have donuts. That's, that That will cheer you up. They've got breakfast sandwiches that are so delicious. And they got fresh fruit. They've got it all. You can get a 32-ounce soda for 89 cents and save 5 cents off the gallon when you're a Refresher Rewards member. Pop in a Thornton's today and get everything going your way at Thornton's. Let's take our first break, and it's going to be nothing but USA, UK basketball, when we return, they defeat Germany, the Deutschland, in a sloppy but also fun game to watch. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker. Nick uh, Graff. Okay. What, what a beautiful mess I'm in. Spending all my time with
2: you.
0: It's nothing else I'd rather do. What a sweet addiction that I'm caught up in. I
2: can't get enough Can't stop the hunger for your love What a beautiful mess What a beautiful mess Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush
0: ah, The best freaking team in all the land Woohoo! Oh Oh
1: The University of Kentucky may not only be the best team in all the land, maybe all of the world. We know at least in all of Germany. Kentucky wins. We're going to talk about it this segment. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.
2: Okay.
1: Text on into the show. A lot of you all are already doing that on the Thornton Sex line, 502-414-1450, 502 502-414. 414 1450, we want to hear from you on this Thursday. Nice little recap to our days to get going. We don't like to just dive right into business. It's not, it's not appropriate. We like to do a little small talk before we get into the to the heavy stuff. And the heavy stuff was, that was a lot of fun. I, I, I was so pumped. As I said yesterday, I was waiting for this for a long time, just because when you're doing radio, whether in the afternoons or in the mornings, you just need some good old-fashioned content. And when you can get the University of Kentucky playing basketball in July, it feels like you're stealing a little bit. Uh, and the Cats had plenty of steals. Really turned over Germany a lot yesterday. So quite literally stealing something. I don't, I don't really know where y'all want to start with the breakdowns, but overall well, reactions, thoughts? I, I figure
2: we just kind of start with how the game went. I know most of you probably watched it, but having the... There was a moment there at the beginning of just kind of sloppy play, which you kind of expect when it's their first time playing formal competition in in a real-life game setting, and it's a team from Germany, and they're in Canada, right? So like, it was a little sluggish to start. Kentucky just couldn't buy a bucket in the first half, and things look good, but you're like, hey, guys, if you make some shots, maybe – You can win this thing and maybe you can win it rather handedly. I want to say it was tied at halftime, TJ, or very close to that. Um, And then in the third quarter, Trey Mitchell, the West Virginia transfer, came alive from behind the three point line, as well as Antonio Reeves. He got on a nice little heater there. Reeves ended up finishing with a team high 24 points while Mitchell had 20. Um, His plus minus, though, was 15. That was a team high. And you could kind of, you could really feel it out there. And Kentucky got up. They, they turned it into a buffer zone game in that fourth quarter uh, before ultimately winning by eight points, which, man, really felt dumb on my end when I tweeted, wow, good job, Nick, for calling a nine-point game <laughs> and then realizing, oh, bad math.
0: We made fun you of you know? on the rudder for Joe yesterday for that.
2: I mean, you should have. <laughs> that was real, really dumb on my part.
1: <laughs> what, what happened there?
2: I don't, You just – I, th- I thought I was right. I was eager to to flex, <laughs> and I was I was I was not. I was not
1: <laughs> like if like the funny thing was that you had a link too on the article. Like you know you you it wasn't just like you had tweeted out like nine point victory. Like you know you went you went with the whole article as well. Um, they were kind of messing up the score throughout the game, and the commentators. We're going to talk about that as, uh, as yeah we are. On. I mean they, they, yeah they were
2: we the are. Sportsnet commentators. I mean they. Uh, their're sports net that's who they work for they were for Canada's second tier sports operation so like I don't I don't expect them to be to be great although I did enjoy them roasting Alvin Williams for getting his ass kicked back Kentucky that was fun
1: that was hilarious that was a lot <laughs> that that made me very happy too because I was kind of getting annoyed with Al- Alvin Williams um I just I say this to be I thought the play by play guy whoever that was I thought he did a solid job. Alvin yeah, Williams yeah. was not good, and I'm sure he's like a nice guy. He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed enthusiastic, and I think that matters. That, that goes a long way when you're doing broadcasts. Really, when you're doing anything, you need to be passionate about what you're doing. He seemed passionate about what he was doing, but he was just like flat out wrong a lot. I mean, the whole broadcast was getting names wrong left and right. As soon as the game ended and uh, they threw it back to studio, they were like, Anthony Reeves was amazing. It was just like, the, they, said it, they said it several times.
2: My favorite pronunciation, it wasn't a do diario. It was oh, a yeah. do <laughs> Yeah, I'm not
1: going to get on people for pronunciations because listen to our show for a day. And uh, well,
2: especially if we, I mean, are we going to try to do the German pronunciations? Yeah,
1: great point. Yeah. Tom yeah. Leach said it was easily the toughest like pron- pronunciation sheet that he had ever put together. And I would, Ooh. I would Let's just it. get
2: Scoots to be our whenever we want to talk about a German player, we just toss it to Scoots. Cautious,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I now, love that then, you then, add like a very much a Bavarian, <laughs> you got your later housing on sort of style to it. When, I like that
1: when out early in the game when Germany went on its first run to, to take a lead, and UK had a nice response to that because it, it kind of looked like Germany wasn't going to necessarily blow the doors open, but it looked like they could have extended that lead to double digits with the way they were shooting, and Kentucky was having some issues. On the other end, Alvin Williams was just, oh, this is terrible communication by UK's defense. And this is, and and admittedly, he was like, these are things they're going to learn on, they're going to work on. But that wasn't a communications issue at all. They were just, they were getting lost in transition. They were, which I guess you can make a case that like you need to call out who you're guarding and who the other person needs to go. They're getting lost in transition, and players were just being over enthusiastic on trying to block shots and jump shots. So they were over-pursuing, and Germany just needed to make the extra pass. It, was, it wasn't a communications issue. It was just kind of an over-pursuing issue. And I did think in the first half, Roush, UK played defense like they had a seven-foot shot blocker waiting for them in the paint. They were trying to jump every passing lane. They were trying to go for steals, not really worried about, like, okay, well, now the rest of the defense is going to be having to kind of rotate with me missing on the steal, kind of like the old bull Toro come through with the red sheet. Uh, what's what's the bullfighter's name?
2: Uh, the Matador. Matador, matador. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. They were doing kind of the old Matador defense, uh, trying to steal things, and the bull goes right through, and then boom, they was playing four on five at that point. It wasn't a communications issue. They were playing like they had a seven-footer to kind of clean things up. And then I think they learned they're like, oh, Germany's not going to really try to bring stuff inside even without having a seven-footer. Like, they're, they're, they're perimeter-oriented in a similar fashion to how Kentucky was set up offensively. But Kentucky's offense was much more attack inside and then the perimeter can be open if we need it to be. Germany was, you could go inside if you wanted to. They didn't really want to. They just held, hung out on the perimeter. Great passing team. Good fundamentals there. I didn't take it as much as a, a communications issue with UK on defense. They just needed to stay more well on their feet. They needed to stop taking chances and just let Germany shoot over them. And Germany still hit some shots. I mean, goodness gracious. They were your prototypical European-style basketball team. All their threes mm-hmm. are kind of like a funky form a little bit, that European form. But do they go in? And when they go in, they hardly even touch anything, hardly even the net sometimes. But I thought in the second well, half, UK did a much better job defensively of staying a little bit more disciplined in terms of stay in front of them, don't take as many chances, and just let make them score over you. And I think it worked after the adjustments at halftime.
2: A lot of it too felt like it's a twenty-four second shot clock. If you play overly aggressive, so what? Like they have to fire up a shot anyway in That's a little point. bit. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and and that that was a lot of the stuff he was saying. It was just like dude they're just this is their first game you know um he was getting mad because dillingham or you know name ball handler would just shoot a pull-up without passing and it would be you know seven seconds into the shot clock not all of those were bad shots right like especially when they go in and he's like well you don't want your point guard to not get the offense going that could be and it's like just just chill Avin williams like these guys need to do do some isolation stuff. Antonio Reeves, he's feeling it right now. Let him do his heat checks, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you know what? A lot of those went in. So um, I know this isn't 1997 anymore. So Alvin, it's cool. It's cool. We don't have to all play like kumbaya team basketball at all times because, in hell, I know that I'm going to have those moments in the year, TJ, when they're struggling. Somebody jacks a shot a little bit too early in the shot clock. But right now, like, they're going to take some of those shots. Not all of them are going to go in, but some of them are, and it's kind of fun when they do because, man, Robert Dillingham—he really is Rob with the shifts, man. He, he, it feels like he's trying to uh, rock the cradle and kind of just do like seven moves and then blow by you every time. And sometimes there's like a part of me—it's—it's it's going. To, I'm going to have to actively tell myself TJ to like not let my old man muscle get triggered because. Some of those, you're like, dude, just go. You're wasting dribbles. But, man, when he gets somebody, I mean, he really got somebody one time. Unfortunately, he couldn't finish at the rim. But if he can add the finishing at the rim aspect to his game, that guy's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and he was so disappointed with himself that he couldn't finish it. It was all right there. It it looked good to me. It just kind of came off the rim a little funky. But, yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to talk about him just in a moment. But it did just to bring it back to Alvin Williams. I, I, they did bring up earlier yeah. that like when UK was pressuring and doing the full court press to start the game, which caused a lot of German turnovers. I, I, like Germany, had you ever seen a press before? That it was <laughs> I was happy as a UK fan, as a, as a good old fashioned American, I was thrilled. But did you did you not like they they were really having a tough time with it? And I hope UK keeps doing it. I get if you're going to be playing four games in five days. People are going to get tired. You already got a really short roster as things stand right now. You maybe can't do it as much as you would like to do it. But that press was effective, and especially with the 24-second shot clock, you just make them chew up an extra seven seconds getting the ball over half court. Well, boom, There, they've got 17 seconds that they've got to initiate their offense and get going, and it's all perimeter-based too. Uh, that That was a nice touch from UK, Calipari, it was executed pretty well. I wish they'd do it more, but I do understand that fatigue is a factor in those things. So that was fun. But dirt when UK was pressuring, they brought up the, the, the play-by-play guy. And again, I don't know his name. But he was saying, he was like, you know a thing or two about Kentucky pressure, don't you? And I was like, oh, man, I don't get the inside joke, but I hope they tell us about it a little bit later. And they were kind of ribbing each other. Then, in the, what was it, the fourth quarter, the third quarter, in the second half, sometime in the second half, they, they, they did let us in on the joke. And Alvin Williams, when he was at Villanova, <laughs> he played against Kentucky in 1997 and had 11 turnovers in like a 40-point beatdown. And the graphics on the 11 turnovers was just highlighting the 11 turnovers. Not a, a Villanova team that had 11 turnovers. Al, Alvin Williams himself had 11 turnovers, and they were flashing the turnovers in red. I was cracking up. The play-by-play guy I was like, why are you doing him dirty like that? I was like, I love it. You know what? They should do that. Secondly, oh, man. anybody on the great. text line tell me why Kentucky played Villanova in February in 1997?
2: So- Somebody also said that it was so bad that the the TV broadcast cut away from it in the second half. I don't know where Classic. I got that, but like it was such a blowout that they like went to the next game. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't know how that all happened. Um, I I assume that it was like a, an early NCAA tournament game, but nevertheless, uh, I mean that couldn't be the case in February. So I don't really know there.
1: Um, I guess it could be like a Big East SEC challenge, sort of deal. I think back then you would have more just out of conference games randomly sprinkled in every so often in the conference schedule. It wasn't like totally out of the blue for that to happen. But yeah, now that that would really stand out. So, a good second, Alvin Williams. I'm guessing we're probably yeah. hearing more of him as the uh, as the as the week goes on. He, he did he did all right. I just he, at one, at one point he. he I think they talked about his recruitment, and when Cal was at UMass, they stopped recruiting him, and Bruiser called to tell him, like, yeah, we're not recruiting you anymore. Uh, we're going to go in a, a different direction. That was kind of a fun story to hear. He was pretty candid about all, all that sort of stuff. And then one time randomly during the game, I did notice he said, the one thing I will give Cal a Perry. I was like, wait. Where is that? Like, you're only going to give him one thing. Are you telling on yourself that you don't like this guy? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Probably Williams was a huge Calipari fan. Just kind of reading, reading between the lines. Uh, the one thing that he would give Calipari, I think, was that like, you know, he's always going to let his players kind of play their style or play freely or do what they need to do, whatever it is. Uh, Roush, you had mentioned Dillingham. We're going to talk pretty much about all these players. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to, we're going to spend a lot of time on this stuff today. I was. It was really fun watching Dillingham. I wish he was – when Germany was pressuring and UK was kind of getting sloppy there really late in the game and allowing Germany not to totally get back within the game, but it did get to a two-possession game. They did cut the lead down to six there, so maybe a little too close for comfort. I was wondering why, like, hey, let Dillingham bring the ball up. He he can, one, break a double team just by himself, too. He's a pretty good passer. He'll figure it out. And then thirdly, if it is a one-on-one, he's got to bring the ball up. He can get by anybody, so I was wondering that a little bit. I think eventually they did bring him in, but still more in like an off-ball free throw capacity. But I, I found that to be a little curious, and just overall his style was was interesting. Watching him play Roush and watching all his game tapes from OTEs and all the highlights that he's had, I'm intrigued by how the Dillingham experiment at Kentucky is going to go because there were so many times where. He had the ball in his hands, top of the front, top of the key, initiating the offense, or the offense was already initiated. Where I was like, Pull, pull. This is your game. Yeah, you're, you know, three, two feet behind the three point line, which the international three point line is longer than the college three point line, but it's shorter than the NBA three point line. Uh, It's just kind of in the middle of that. But that's Rob Dillingham's game. He's going to have to just kind of like jack up some shots. And I was waiting for him to do it, Roush, and he didn't do it. Like, he didn't – and then there's this weird quote from Calipari after the game where he's got this green light, but, like, he didn't really have a green light. Um, I'm interested if Calipari is going to kind of have to, like, put – or if he's going to put the reins on him and not let him throw up some of those prayers that he throws up. But, folks, they go in. Not every time, but they go in. And if you want Robert Dillingham to cook, it has to involve him throwing up a lot of outside shots, allowing a defense to have to respect him, come out and guard him a little bit further, and the second that you get out there and you're face to face with Rob Dillingham, guarding him chest to chest, he's going to blow right by you. So he's got to be able to shoot some of those shots and yesterday was just one sample size, it was the first game, nothing is nothing's going to be meaningful until November and as the season goes on, especially come March, but I'm worried that they're going to hold Robert Dillingham back a little bit, and I hope they don't. Oh no,
2: no, 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 TJ. That th- this is how you 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 hold him. You 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 hold on that leash kind of tight, and then once you you trust that dog a little bit more, then you can loosen him up some. Um, that it's it's. I'm not I'm not worried about it at th- at all. In fact, I'm glad that he wasn't just jacking on day one because it it tells me that he's willing to like be a part of this, right? Good like point. there's a um, point, you know, so, so like, I, I I liked what I saw because it, he is a different kind of player. And what's different than him and DJ is because he does a little bit more dancing as like my old man coaches would say, he dances with the ball in his hands a little bit more. Whereas DJ, especially late in the game, when Germany's getting a little desperate and they're trying to create turnovers, like good luck trying to trap DJ Wagner. That dude is, I mean, because we're going to have a time this year when it's going to be DJ Wagner and Trey Mitchell doing pick-and-pop ball screens. If you try to trap him, he's just going to split it and get to the rim in an instant. I mean, that guy is right to it. Um, so they're a little bit different, and I, I just that's what I like. You, you got a little bit of something different with both of them, and they can both be incredible once they figure each other out and how one another functions within the Kentucky offense.
0: Man, we thought Severe Wheeler was fast. DJ Wagner, whew.
1: Oh, man, this is, like, severe <sighs> Wheeler got a bad rap, mainly just from Nick Roush more than anybody else. But, like, mm-hmm. I say Number this lovingly, hater. I say this lovingly, but good riddance. <laughs> like, good riddance. <laughs> and, and, and same with, like, but, this is not great for Cason Wallace, too, and this the, dude just went to the Thunder in the lottery and just dominated his first NBA Summer League game over the weekend. But, like, this is an upgrade. This backcourt I mean, is DJ, an upgrade.
2: He's the be- DJ Wagner's the best point guard that Kentucky's had since De'Aaron Fox. Like, I, mean, I guess Shea. No, you got he had Shea in there. I, forgot, I forget about Shea too often. But, like, I mean, even in a slightly down game for him offensively, his just ball-handling ability, he's so strong with it. And I know it's just game one, but, man, it's so good to finally have a
1: dude back there at that position. And how about Adoo? Speaking of Adoo, oh, how about Adoo? Uh, no, we'll get to him. We'll get to everybody. We're probably just going to go through the old rigmarole here on today's show. We're maybe a little out of practice with our recap shows. Uh, we've always Oh, yeah. Little, it's
2: Our muscle memory's a little off. We've yeah. always
1: been a little sloppy in terms of just, like, <laughs> jumping around from thing to thing, but especially in the middle of summer. So, so hang with us a little bit. I'm guessing tomorrow's show may be a little... Uh, A little bit more organized. Probably not, though, knowing how we do things here on Kentucky Roll Call, which we go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday here on Big X Sports Radio. If you can't listen to the show in its entirety, just remember there's a replay of the show, the same place that you're listening now. You can listen to a replay from 9 to 11, and we're on podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can join us on the Facebook page. You can join, join us in the Twitter community. Uh, we're not over on threads just yet, but but maybe maybe someday. So text on into the Thordens text line. Uh, great points about Dillingham. He's he's gonna need to throw up those shots though, but I do agree with you. Maybe that was just his way of showing, like I can run in this offense as well. But they were really, the reason I wanted him to throw up those shots because he was just open. Like you were, you were open. Uh, And it was fun watching the guards play well, and especially with none of the freshmen doing much of anything from outside. It was a really bad shooting night for those guys in their first game in a a Kentucky jersey. But it's not going to be like that forever. It's not going to be like that always. They can hit. Um, Realistically, though, that is the type of team I think this U.K. team will be from three. It's going to – I think like 2010 U.K. is a pretty – pretty solid comparison where they're they're probably going to have some off nights where it's just pretty not good Uh, and then they're going to have nights where they're on fire and they're just going to completely bury teams because they're they are hitting the difference between that 2010 team though and this group is you don't you didn't have an antonio reeves in 2010 and he he is kind of a more steady calming force from outside of course he has shown that he can't have off nights uh, as unfortunately we know all too well did you see Marquise Noel, the little guy from Kansas State, as Calipari so lovingly called him? Did you see his highlight in the NBA last night?
2: I did not see it, no.
1: He he he's been doing really well in the summer league, but he he threw up a three. It was probably like a 25-footer, 26-footer, and thought it was going in, turned around at the crowd, and like, you know, after as soon as he released it, he turned around, looked at the crowd, started running back on on defense and it didn't even hit the rim hit the backside of the backboard yikes yeah that takes away the pain from the second round loss we got you buddy Uh, it was a bad look for him though all the same Uh, but I'm gonna want I'm gonna want Dillingham to throw those up Wagner he got a lot of looks at him eventually did did knock it down Uh, I'm fine with that but I had this like mindset with Wagner that he was maybe like a, a better version of Andrew Harrison, Eric Bledsoe. I, I was more focused on his strength and ability to kind of go through guys, which he did a little bit. But he was shifty. You know, Rob's got the shifts, but but uh, Wagner was so quick on that first step and yeah. good at getting inside, and uh, he was really really impressive. Glad that guy didn't go to U Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he actually w- could have uh, but he did create a lot of open looks for others and like we said earlier they didn't really fall right away but man trey mitchell thank god they called that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean especially with the injury to Uganda and yenso which um the announcers John Calipari said before the game, it was worse than we thought. The announcers just kind of let the cat out of the bag and said, "He's not back till the season." Yesterday, I'm wondering if they had X-rays. It was like, "Ooh, it's either broken or it's a bad sprain." We're not going to see you for a while, Um, and and it forced UK to play small with Adu Thierro as the four, along with a little bit of Justin Edwards and Trey Mitchell as the big. You, You get a little bit of Jordan Burks, but not a ton. But Mitchell spacing the floor out. He averaged, I think he made 32 threes in 33 games last year, something like that, and then in his first game, knocks down four, (laughs) including one. It was a total toilet bowl just rolling around the rim before it finally fell in. But just having, like, this is an option, and I know Cal isn't going to like to do that often, but we're at least seeing that this is a viable option where you can play five out with Trey Mitchell in there because he can knock down shots. You have the guards that can beat guys off the dribble, and they rebounded well enough. Uh, Edwards did not make a shot, but he had nine rebounds. Uh, Thiero had seven boards, two blocks, two steals, right? Like, he was filling up the stat sheet, and I'm sure that they gave up a little more than Cal would have liked on, on the offensive glass, but you still showed, like, in a pinch – and that's kind of the point you made yesterday, TJ, is that like, well, like, I know we'd like to see you gonna, obviously, because that's more of a realistic way that they're gonna have to play this fall. Like forcing them to play in this style and like it, it forcing Edwards in a do to rebound and some of the other guys, um, show us if you can do it or not. And and they did, they proved it at least in game one, that they can rebound with the uh, the bigs from Germany.
1: Yeah, I they they were out rebounded by four on the game total, but so what? You, you, your tallest guy was six foot nine, a guy that is just as likely, probably, to play some three as he could be to play some five. Although I much like him at the latter there at the five than I would at the three, but I, I wouldn't be shy. Trey Mitchell's pretty versatile, as you saw, he can do a bunch of different things. I felt like I was just watching his West Virginia highlight tapes. That that's how he should be used it doesn't necessarily have to be at the five position but get them in a pick and pop situation these guards are so good at creating that they can get downhill and they can get inside that there's so many times they they didn't there's Trey Mitchell could have had more points he could have hit more shots there's times they just didn't get him the ball when he was wide open he is such a good safety valve and then all right so if you're going to want to stick on Trey Mitchell make sure you don't collapse in on these guards that are attacking then you get the guards one on one going to the rim Choose your poison. Either collapse down on the guards and leave Trey Mitchell, which we know he can knock down those shots, or pick your poison, basically. Uh, For him to fall in UK's lap, a guy that averaged over 11 points per game in the Big 12, the toughest conference in America last year, it was a gift. It was a gift to be able to get him. Uh, Your your UK fans are going to really like what you see out of him all season, and you, you probably don't. Maybe you don't beat Germany without Trey Mitchell. You certainly don't beat Germany without Trey Mitchell and Antonio Reeves. And just a few weeks ago, we weren't so sure UK was going to have either guys. Trey Mitchell wasn't even on UK's radar, uh, while Bob Huggins was still not being a total buffoon. So it, it, things changed quickly. Glad that they did change. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch those guys. And... It's why you need. It's like why when we were going crazy in May and June, we loved the freshman class so much. We were so excited about them, but you just had to have a a few veteran pieces, a few sure things to kind of help pick them up as they figure things out. And DJ Wagner had some sloppy moments. He's going to have that throughout his his one year at UK. Dillingham wasn't perfect at times. Edwards he struggled. There's no other way around it. Edwards did not have a great game yesterday. And Reed Shepard couldn't hit hit squat. It's nice to have those. That's why we were just so hungry for like some proven sure things. You didn't need a ton of them. You didn't need a lot of them. You just needed a couple, and you just needed to make sure that you had them solidified. And thank goodness for Trey Mitchell and Antonio Reed. Uh, this
0: this may be a hot take, but thank I goodness. think I think Trey Mitchell has the best looking shot on the team.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really that's- care so much about how they look versus if they go in or not, and his was certainly going in well, suits, so that, it looked good and went in.
0: That first one that he hit was just so pretty. I mean, he made that shot look effortless, and it's like he's, you're shooting that thing from 25 feet from the basket, and he, he shot it like he was two feet away. It was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, TJ, do, you, do we have any grand
2: pronouncements on the shot chart? Sean Smith was tweeting oh. out the shot chart. There's a lot of people like, oh, John Welch, he did it. Wow, can you believe that this is what Kentucky's doing now? No more mid-range shots.
1: Uh, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Everybody shut up about the shot chart. <laughs> like, please, can we not do this again this year? Can we just not do it? San Diego, well, State, and- San Diego State went to the national championship game last year. I don't think that they were the second best team in college basketball, but they went to the national championship game last year. And they couldn't shoot any shots. Inside, outside, three-pointers. They were a bad offensive team. Like, you can win a championship without relying on three-point shots. Stop. Like, just quit with, like, the long twos. Look at that shot chart. There's plenty of long twos. There's plenty of them.
2: Yeah, there's there's a couple. Um, But, like, also, acting like Kentucky's just completely changing their ways after one – Game in Canada where they didn't have a big is just like, come on, let's chill people.
1: Like that shot chart, I, I, I like the thing I like more about it was how many shots were inside the paint
2: at the rim. Yes. And they were, they, cause they have guys that can get to the rim and finish, right? Like they don't have severe Wheeler who's just getting his shot swatted to Bolivia when he goes into the paint.
1: It, it, it's, and also when you look at a shot chart last year or the last two years with UK, You'd have plenty of shots inside the paint you'd have a bunch but they all came from one dude it all came from Oscar Sheboy where like yeah teams would struggle with Oscar he was obviously very talented very good offensively but it was one guy when you have it a bunch of different guys and including not having anybody over five nine and you scored as many points in the paint as you did yesterday, That makes it so hard to guard a team when so many different people can get inside and finish in the rim, on the block, in the paint. And also, it allows for those kickouts to the perimeter. When it was just Oscar, and Oscar was not a very good passer, that's part of the reason why those shot charts last year looked the way that they did, is because he wasn't great at getting it out. But guess who is great at getting it out? Pretty much everybody on this UK team, especially the guards, but Trey Mitchell's a good I mean, passer too. So like, he's a good he's guy a to good have p- down there as well.
2: I mean, Aduthiero was getting post touches. Like you think the guard is good at <laughs> moving the ball around? You know?
1: The, the shot chart stuff, we we just we've yeah. got to quit with our like our infatuation with the three-point shot. Well, and I and I just he, got he, done with a rant saying that Rob Dillingham needs to throw up those three pointers. He does for his style of game. I don't I just want Kentucky to I mean, win. His, I want Kentucky to his, look at its best. Go ahead.
2: His best shot was a mid-range pull-up, too. Like it was like a 12-footer, kind of contested that went in. Um but like I don't think I we're, we shouldn't be making an indictment on the coaches on why Kentucky's shot chart looked the way it is. We should be making an indictment on the players. Uh, they're better.
1: Yeah, yeah they're better. And they can <laughs> like do, they're they're better and they can do more things. But like you don't have to have your shot chart look like Alabama to be successful in college basketball. I don't know how many more yeah. sample cases we need to have to prove There's that. There's A bunch of
2: different true. ways to skin a cat. I
1: mean, to be true, yeah, I think a lot of people's brains are just broken when it comes to like three pointers are worth three points, but the two pointers are only worth the two points, and ugh, people have a tough time with that.
2: Germany, had a tough you know time what?
1: The- up in Kentucky though, and they took a big fat L.
2: Huge L. Huge L. And as we always say on this show, TJ, um, when you make shots, your team looks better at basketball. And Kentucky made shots in the second half to pull away. It was a lot of fun. They ended up shooting, let me see here, uh, 9 of 27 from 3. Not too shabby. 33%? Not too shabby. We'll take that.
1: Yeah, that can be a lot better, too. And I think you'll probably see a game or two this, this go-around. That it will be better than that than thirty three percent. That
2: was with Reed Shepard missing four pretty open looks too. Like the, yeah, yeah these guys are gonna start feeling it.
1: You know, we said that uh, Reed Shepard was gonna fill that C J Frederick spot. We we didn't need to take it so literally.
2: <laughs> he had six assists in his first game.
1: I know that's the thing. Is like even though I'm making a little joke about his poor shooting performance, one that ain't going to be the norm for Shepard. Two, you still mm-hmm. had to keep him on the court at times because he was impacting the game in so many other ways. So it was yeah. like, oh, especially
2: which, defensively, which is yeah. something
1: that no offense to C.J. Frederick, and I wish him the best at Cincinnati. But like no offense to C.J. Frederick, those are things he wouldn't do if he wasn't hitting no. shots. You had to take him off the floor. Reed Shepard wasn't hitting shots, and there you were like, man, we need to kind of keep him on the floor. He had a good plus minus as well. All right, hour 1 done. We're going to pick up this conversation in hour 2 and more importantly, Ooh, we're going to get to you. Can't wait. On the Thornton side. Folks are excited about it. Uh this is one of those days where maybe 2 hours isn't enough, but we'll make do with what we've got. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big right a
0: shame We left this and so
2: soon. So you leave back down beside me girl just like I know
0: you want to. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no
2: family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
2: With Walker and Rosh. We're just
1: getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio.
2: Ready, 6.1 FM,
1: a.m. This U.K. basketball team's future so bright, they need some Shady Rays sunglasses. Because it's so bright. ShadyRays.com, polarized sunglasses, uh, 25% off of promo code X. Lose them, break them, stolen, just want your pair replaced. They've got the replacement pair promise. Small processing fee, bada boom, bada bing, you get your shade sent right back to you. Just like they're brand new, because they will be. They are brand new. Uh, although it would be funny if Shady Rays was like had a team. They're like, oh, yours were stolen. Then we're going to send out our team to find them and we'll get your sunglasses back to you. That'd probably take a lot more resources, cost more money. Instead, they say things happen. Sunglasses, they can they can break. They can fall off your face. Your nearly two year old daughter can always want to play with the little head, the bands and break them. um they, they realize life happens, and that's the great thing about Shady Rays. They're an awesome company. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code BIGX for 25% off your order. It's a Kentucky company. We're a Kentucky radio show. It was a match made in heaven between KRC and ShadyRays.com. We're going to talk more basketball this hour. Uh, while we've got a little break, anything else we need to get to? Scoots, anything that we've missed today?
0: Uh, Nothing that we've missed necessarily, but I do want to shout out my mom. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Mom.
1: Hey. hey! Happy
0: birthday!
1: Woohoo! Is she listening?
0: Uh, doubt it. Although she does listen from time to time, so maybe. But usually if she is listening, she will text me and let me know. So, I have not gotten that text this morning. She should not be listening. She should be in bed sleeping in and not working. I don't think she's working this week, so good for her.
1: Well, that's that. That's awesome. Now, Papa I Scoots
0: is you. listening. I know that he sent in a couple texts earlier. So shout out Papa yeah. Scoots too.
1: Shout out to Papa Scoots. I wonder what they got planned for the big birthday.
0: Yeah, a so, God, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know you if got, she's going to do anything.
1: Are you going to get together with them?
0: Um, not at least during the week. Maybe on Saturday. I just got Scoots. a busy DJ. I, I, I just can't do anything. You know. I mean, I guess we could do dinner after. Maybe I'll hit her up for dinner tonight. Take her out to River House. Mmm. I only go there once a year, and it's not all you can eat crab season yet.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, happy birthday to Miss Miss Scoots. That's right. Mama Make no Scoots.
2: bones about it. Um, which, speaking of, see what happened in Mount Washington yesterday, TJ? I, I did.
1: Yeah, it's a weird story.
2: Very very weird. Where I I actually the- pra-
1: I actually praised that house. Not really, but You're, man, that, that yeah, be I like, say, I, I've seen some really weird stuff in houses, but I ain't seen this, Roush.
2: Right, where uh, a Bullock County man, James Knott, 39-year-old, was arrested um, after he purchased human remains online under the alias William Burke. The FBI raided his house and found more than 30, piece, no, excuse me, about 40 human skulls spinal cords, femurs, and hip bones. Uh, when the FBI showed up to his house, they asked if anybody else was in the apartment. Uh, he responded, only my dead friends. So quite the quite the creepy story. And I think the, the part that might be most disturbing is the maximum sentence for this is 10 years. Like he can only get 10 years for having just a house full of human skulls and spines and femurs very very bizarre
1: yeah and this guy had already been in trouble i think like having firearms didn't they find a ton of did you mention that they found a ton of guns and all that yeah stuff? i did
2: i did yeah. not yeah they had an ak-47 dummy grenades body armor 38 special
1: yeah so yeah. you mix in a ton of guns and ammos and then that he's going on the black market to find human remains Several of which he has set up in his house, including a skull in his bed. He had a skull with like scarves around it. He had skulls set up around the dinner table. Uh, this dude needs to be in an asylum. He's yeah married. yeah. Like this is
2: the the when you talk about red flags for somebody to commit a crime. I mean, this dude's just waving them left and right all over the place.
1: And like, you know, you you talk about, we don't need to get into like, pull the curtain back on all this. You talk about like, what's wrong with society. We, We have a bunch of people that have health issues that are just out on the streets. Like, not that it was a perfect science in the 1920s and 30s, but like people were committed a lot. And just so that because they could be a harm to themselves and certainly a harm to other people, you needed to not let them out on the streets. And now those people are just roaming the streets all willy-billy, buying 38 human skulls and spines and setting them up as play props in their house. Uh, Ten years is concerning. Hopefully, he'll get help. Yeah, um, that's yeah. not normal. Please. And the like the sting that they did for this human remains, it was so deep. So many people were involved across so many different states. Uh, morticians were were arrested in this. They were the ones that were kind of found to be distributing. Like, is it is there such a black market for human remains? I mean, obviously there is, but that's weird and sad and gross yep. and uh disappointing to hear. But like, I guess people really like having human bones in their house. I don't quite understand that.
2: I guess he thinks their bones are their money. I don't know. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, that uh, mm. that that was mm. that was concerning, to say the least. And good in good old fashioned Bullock County, but not too far away from from oh, us. Uh, yeah, I did I, I did I did see that, unfortunately. And the guy's mugshot—he had his hand over his heart as if he was doing the Pledge of Allegiance, <laughs> and he looked like the type of guy that would have thirty-eight skulls in his house. Not to judge a book by its cover
2: but we can we can judge we can judge we won't judge you on the Thornton's text line though five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number you texted in. We read it on the show and we've got plenty plenty to talk about after yesterday's basketball game and like we said start we got another one tonight. the first text says do is a slasher four who block shots to Bolivia yes, please.
1: yeah, I was really impressed by him. Uh, and I, I liked what I saw from Adu last year. I figured he was going to make a jump, but I'm very happy UK had Trey Mitchell. But I do wonder if there was like the absolute worst case scenario was like, hey, Adu Adu can be a serviceable four, which I'm very happy they got Trey Mitchell. But I do think also the Arrow can be a serviceable four well, and or or three. He's going to be a pretty versatile player. See, he's,
2: and that's what's nice is you can you can kind of. Sw- Mm-hmm. you can utilize that versatility if you have Trey Mitchell where you're not kind of just shoe-pegging him into one specific role. Um, but as John Calipari said, the, the you can just feel it in his aggressiveness. He feels he looks m- so much more comfortable out on the floor, TJ. It's, it's night and day difference than the timid guy who sometimes had to play point guard last year, which is just wild that he was a point guard in some SEC games and then he was – basically the starting four yesterday.
1: Yeah, he he's going to be he's only even I think still scratching the surface too. Yeah. Uh, he's like only going to get back I bet when we see him in November and December he's going to look like a different player than we saw in July. I saw some flashes of Michael Kidd Gilchrist and I think a probably a little bit better offensively with a shooting perspective, but just in terms of his length, using his body, he was always so good at drawing fouls and supposedly That's always been a bread and butter of his, getting to the line. There's an art to that, and some of it's like with the way you flail your arms and your head. But some of it's, too, just being able to have the ability to draw contact and find ways to get into people's body, and you got to be strong enough to do it. Otherwise, you just get knocked backwards. You'd have no point of entry, no chance to even get that momentum and that strength. Now he's finishing them, Roush. He's not just drawing the fouls. He's finishing at the rim and inside as well. So. He's going to be a really fun piece. It's 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 one game. It's what everybody's going to say, and understandably so. But it was just hard not to get excited about the big picture yesterday. And it didn't even include Aaron Bradshaw or you got a Kingsley on Enzo. Which I, I do, like there was a little part of me when they, when they were about to tip yesterday, I was having this thought of like, this is going to be fun. Like I mentioned a million times, I'm super pumped for this. But this is going to give... Kansas some tape on like how you can how they can slow down UK's guards in that champions classic. And you know, what Dillingham may like or may not like, where Wagner succeeds and where he has some issues. Teams are gonna have tape on UK from this event, and it's gonna be a slight disadvantage for, for Kentucky because the book's gonna be out on some of these guys, or at least the chapter of a book is gonna be out on some of these guys. But one thing that's going to be fascinating about the whole picture is, all right, learn how to play this U.K. team, and then when we see you in November or when we see you in December, we're going to be adding in some really talented seven-footers that are going to totally change the way that we're going to play, maybe. And you're not going to be ready for that. You're not going to be ready for how it's going to look when you get, supposedly, on Enzo had six blocks in that game against Africa, which are we sure now, again, that it wasn't the real national team for Africa, seeing Canada beat the snot out of them?
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I think it is safe to say that that isn't – the team with the Louisville player on it isn't very good. Big surprise.
1: Or a core four. He couldn't even get on the floor against Canada either. But, like, that—that that is one thing that is true. This is going to give some opponents scouting opportunities against UK, but Kentucky is going to look much different, too, when they get Bradshaw back, which, you know, I think some you're going to get some people naturally, and I think I'm maybe one of those people where it's like, oh, no – you get you gun in there, and he may bog down the offense. He may take up too much space in the lane. Maybe will, maybe won't. I'm very excited about his shot blocking ability. All the same, he's going to need to get his fair chance, and he will. I'm sure he will. But I'm really excited about Bradshaw Roush because he can knock down shots. You can play him in a pick and, and, and pop situation similar to a Trey Mitchell. And if you have him as the five and Trey Mitchell as the four, You'll have you'll you'll have a lineup regardless of who the guards are. I don't even care. You pick any, pick any of the guards that you want. But if you got Trey Mitchell and Bradshaw as your front court, you'll have five guys that can knock down threes. All of them versatile. All of them can step out. All of them can pick and pop. All of them can really dribble and and create their own shot. And you're probably not going to see a ton of that from Bradshaw, and understandably so. But he he can do it. You know, he's not going to like be crossing over like AI out there. But he can he can dribble the ball and he can pull up and he can shoot. So it's gonna be really fun. So teams that are going to get maybe a little advantage with this scouting report of the guards. Good luck with how you figure out the front court, though, because we don't even know how that's going to look. This is all makeshift in the intermediate, but it looks really, really good right now. What do we got next on Thornton's Sex line?
2: South end Josh here. The analysis of U of L this off has been so over the top and over exaggerated. Brom could be seen eating a Chipotle lunch, and it would elevate U of L season win total by two wins. I actually think it would downgrade it by two wins because Salsaritas is far superior, and it's not yeah. even really close. Salsaritas the best of the best. In fact, we need to get Stoops to Salsaritas just to make sure that Kentucky's got all the right mojo. Uh, Because they have all the right stuff, whether you want a burrito, a quesadilla, taco salad, tacos. Uh, They have it. Oh, I I didn't even mention quesadilla. It's a personal favorite, especially when you're on a road trip. A nice, clean, but also hearty quesadilla. They have the freshest ingredients, flame-grilled meats, spicy sauces, refreshing guacamole at each of their two locations in town. One in St. Matthews and one in Middletown. That's got a convenient drive-thru. Download the Salsaritas app before you go and get some Salsaritas bucks while you're doing it. It's simply the best Salsaritas.
1: Yeah, way to go south then, Josh. We know that you normally would always go Salsaritas when it's coming when it's kind of that style of restaurant, but you just wanted to put down U of L. So that's Mm. why you used a competitor. Very smart South Then, Josh. We see what you're doing there. If this injury gets Cal to go for a starting caliber center, then it was worth it. Sorry, you gonna I wonder if the texture feels any differently after just one game
2: yeah I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think you're gonna what- probably go
1: get another center. I think you're you're probably you're 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 set with the roster that you have. I think maybe Sumto Cyrell could join the fold still. All the experts are saying that he's not going to. Uh, I would say maybe hold your horses on that, especially given the news of this week. They may be even trying harder to get him in. Maybe they get him in in December potentially. That's what they they've done that in the past. That, that's not totally unusual, um, but I, I, I don't think you're going to go get a Nefali Dante or or somebody else. Could be wrong about that, but I think they're going to be happy with what they've got, and I think they'll think worst case scenario. Look, we put Mitchell at the five, and it looked pretty good. But the difference in the yeah. game yesterday, the difference in the game yesterday, was Germany's athleticism was nowhere close. And that, that was why UK yeah. won. Germany was a better shooting team. Uh, they, I, I would say that they were maybe more fundamental, but the, with the way they turned the ball over, I'm not so sure if that's actually the case. They were a better shooting team. That was their advantage. Kentucky was pretty much better everywhere else. I think after the game, I don't know if it was Cal or somebody was saying that, that the Germans were maybe more physical. I don't even know if that was true. They were bigger. They were a, a little bit bigger than Kentucky, but I don't even know if they were more physical. Uh, but the, the athleticism was was different. And when UK is playing this season, when they're playing good teams, the athleticism comparison is going to be closer. It's going to be more comparable when you're playing a Kansas, when you're playing a Miami in the SEC-ACC Challenge in December. It's going to be more comparable from an athleticism standpoint. So I am still trying to keep all this in perspective, Roush. There's a long way to get to that.
2: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. I'm not ready to make an indictment on how Kentucky can be with or without the the bigs. Just yeah, like it was, as you said, it was one game also against a team that's not. Those guys aren't the same as SEC post players, you know. So I'm I'm not exactly. not really sure how that's going to hold up. So
1: and, I, and yeah. these aren't NBA players, like. Kentucky will play against future NBA players when they take on Alabama and when they take on teams in the SEC and take on some of the the best teams that they'll face in the out-of-conference. These are good players, a couple good college players, a couple that are obviously in the top of the German league. But as I mentioned yesterday, or on whatever day it was, Tuesday, it was like these Kentucky guys have aspirations of playing at the highest level. These guys do not play at the highest level, so I'd compare this Germany team to like a, a good mid-major, like a solid mid-major, not a good power six team, but like a solid tricky mid-major. Um, I don't think they'd be a tournament team, maybe. They but it is
2: team. clear they're better than the Bahamian teams that Kentucky correct. previously played in. Yeah,
1: correct. But I, I also don't, you know, I think we need to keep that in consideration. What to? I was totally wrong by guessing that the African team was going to be the best. I think whoever between you three said, between you two, I should say, um, unless I'm talking to my dead friends, whoever between you two said that the Canadian team is the best, probably going be, to be, yeah. be accurate. Woo-hoo. But then again, we'll see. We'll see. Did you see Steven Peaks inside scoop yesterday, Roush?
2: I did. That was a very funny tweet. One of the German players said, ah, we're better than that team. They aren't even that good
1: yeah, that was weird. It's mm. like overheard these people talking saying that like the they weren't the German team was not impressed by the Americans. Uh you all were getting smoked until Kentucky kind of let you come back there in the in the in the sec, or in the second half, really in the final few minutes, which by the way, clipped in for the cats. that ending took forever. I was very frustrated. oh,
2: so far, so long. Brooke was like, they're still playing this game. It was two hours and fifteen minutes or not not quite. they They did the thing where it was a one thirty tip, but they waited ten or fifteen minutes to actually tip it off.
1: They did. And i what do we think about the quarters, fellas? Do we want college men's college basketball to to join pretty much everywhere else? Get rid of the halves, go to quarters?
2: Of course. Somebody said unpopular opinion college basketball should be going to quarters. No, that's the popular opinion. Every every level of basketball should be quarters. It's stupid that it's not. I,
0: I must be the only person in America that just does not give a hoot one way or the other about this. I mean, yeah, college basketball is the only, the only league that doesn't use quarters, but at the end of the day, it's the same amount of game time either way. So I, I literally could care less. It's just more TV timeouts. That
2: I mean, it's it's one extra TV timeout, and they don't want to give that up.
1: Scooch, you could
0: that, not, not
2: care moving less. to quarters.
0: Yeah, you I know, never, I've never known couldn't. how to say that. You know, I had a uh, I had a buddy in college from Mexico, and he would always ask us that, like, "Is it could care less or couldn't care less?" You Americans are so confusing.
1: <laughs> it's could not care less. Could not care less. It's, it's to say that there's no amount of care left. Correct. I I I, I think I. I'm in on the quarters. The only reason I like the halves is just from the tradition aspect of it all, but I don't know. I just think the game goes a little smoother. It was weird when it went to the fourth quarter and Kentucky was up by, like, what, 12, whatever it was at that point. I was thinking to myself, like, all right, this is a lot of basketball left. You need to close this out, but in a college basketball game at, like, the under-8 timeout with, or, you know, with about 10 minutes to go, if you were up by 12, I'd feel a lot better about it. But in quarters, I felt like, okay, you still need to, a lot of game left. I don't know. It's kind of weird how it kind of tricked your brain a little bit there. But uh, Kentucky found a way to close it out all the same. Got a little sloppy there late. Closing out games is hard. And far too often, the U.K. team last year, really the last two years, really since the U.K. has been in this little slump, they haven't consistently been good at closing out games. Not good enough, at least. Kansas State found a way to close out the game in the round of 32. Kentucky – did not. Uh, so when it matters the most, they, they just haven't really had those dogs to be able to close out the game. UK was a little sloppy at times, but they ultimately did, did enough. And part of the reason why I wish like SEC basketball standings would go to quote unquote a table point system. I do like the idea of margin of victory being a tiebreaker Roush because Germany did eventually call the dogs off. It took too long, but they eventually did call the dogs off just because, well, we don't want them to keep hitting free throws and end up winning by 12 or 14 when right now we're only down eight. And yeah, they did kind of wave the white flag, which Germany's used to from time to time, but they, you could make the case or they should have kept playing. Maybe they would have had a chance to win. Yeah. But also they would have had a chance to put them in a tougher hole with margin of, you know, with deficit, with their deficit there. Um, so, I find that interesting. I, I, I like the point thing. I, I, I kind of would like to see that come to SEC basketball. It's never in a million years going to, but I, I kind of like it.
2: I, I do as well. It's just a, a fun little wrinkle to add into the mix. Um, Robert says it's called basketball now. Suck it, Germany.
1: Yeah, suck it, Germany. A texture says, right,
2: says, screw yeah. it.
1: Overreaction time. Print the shirts now. 40 and 0. Here we come, baby. Someone send Huggins a thank you note for being a loser. Trey Mitchell really did fall mm-hmm. in UK's lap, and I'm very happy about it.
2: And also, shout, shout out for all the gifts in the portal from West Virginia. I mean, aside from that one game back in 2010, West Virginia has been pretty good to the Wildcats.
1: They really have. You know, it,
2: it's good Between point. that game the following year in the tournament, you had the, um, the big Kevin Knox comeback in Morgantown.
1: That was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you yep. beat them the next year in the tournament. You absolutely blew the doors off them in a Sweet 16 game and 15. That was hilarious. You get Oscar Shebway from them, Trey Mitchell from them. Now, they did cost UK a Final Four and maybe a national championship in 2010. I'm not saying necessarily it's an even trade, but it, you're right, Roush. Good point. Salt Lake Bryan here, super stoked after watching the game. Seems like people are hyping up the pace of play, but isn't that just going to revert when they have a 30-second shot clock? Fair question, Salt Lake City, Bryan.
2: See, Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of this, I'm not going to get too overworked over style of play. And, I, like, yes, I, I expect them to be faster because it's clear they're comfortable playing that. But, like, it's because they're also playing four guards and a 24-second shot clock. Like... True. It's not always. It's not going to be the case this fall.
1: For as quickly as it was put together, I really like the announcers for this game. Feels like they deserve some props. I, I, I like the play-by-play guy. I wasn't crazy about Alvin Williams.
0: See, I'm the opposite of you, yeah. TJ. The play-by-play guy was driving me nuts. He said Adu name like four different ways throughout the broadcast, and he kept doing the thing. I don't know why this kept irritating me so much, but he kept doing the thing where he called him. Well, now Kentucky's up by seven, and it's like it's Team USA. It's not Kentucky, okay,
1: pal. Just do a little research. I've he, gotten confused on that a million times yeah, during no. this radio show today. And that's an they, easy its Jersey an easy thing Kentucky, to do. The, the Jersey say Kentucky. The scoreboard said USA. It was kind of confusing. I've, which, I've gotten confused uh, on this show.
0: Which, by the way, the coaching staff wearing United States shirts and the over shirts being United States shirts, and then you have the team playing in Kentucky, that was really
1: weird. It was weird. Yeah, we thought that they were going to wear USA jerseys, but they wore the Kentucky jerseys. Well, if,
0: if, if the Kentucky team's wearing the Kentucky jerseys, I, shouldn't the coaching staff and the team match? I, I thought that was really strange. It was a little bit off. It was weird. But, yeah, I was kind of hoping for
2: USA jerseys as well. I'm not going to lie.
1: But you know what? I'm a states' rights guy. Big fan of just representing the good old Commonwealth of Kentucky on an international level. Suck it to Germany. Alex from Colga yeah. here, finishing up the podcast as a 110% Kentucky fan that has spent the majority of my life in Georgia. At this point in like in life, at this point in life, I think they meant Alex meant to say. Yep. Sadly. And until I got married, live in Gwinnett, less than an hour from Athens. That being said, Georgia players or not. Speeding and or racing is as much as Atlanta metro Atlanta problem as it is a Georgia problem. Alex, this is a pretty poorly put together text. Um, you're normally not one to do this. He's, this to
2: he's, a, he's he's in summer mode. He's not checking anything, right? Like he's, he's off vacation. Colga.
1: He says, I'm not trying to defend Georgia, but living down here and seeing the extent to which people regularly speed their racing issue. While sad, I'm pretty numb to it being an issue.
2: Ah, so he's basically saying everybody races their cars like it's Fast and Furious 10 around Athens in the state of
1: Georgia. I really do think that's like one one trait of growing up. It's, you know, like, when do they say the brain's usually done developing? I, I think when the brain's done developing is when people get out of their need for speed aspect as like a driver. Because I used to love to go fast when I was like 16, 17, 18 Maybe, you know, even into college. But it got to a point, like, I think it was after, I've only gotten two speeding tickets. Um, I think it was after my second one that I was just like, okay, I'm I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, it's waste of time, it's expensive, and it's just not worth it. And since then, I don't, like, you know, I'll go 10 over. Sometimes you may catch me going a little faster if I feel like I can get away with it. But nothing ridiculous. Not like street racing or anything like that.
2: Podcast listener here, have been to D.C. three times, once as an adult about 10 years ago. If you get a chance to do a night tour on one of the double-decker buses, if you get a chance, do a night tour on one of the double-decker buses. Got it. Got
1: it. We can do one of those. I don't know. Would I feel kind of dorky, though, like on a Washington, D.C. night when I'm there, you know, being one of those tourists on the big bus? Is it really I mean, worth it? I need a little bit more
2: detail. I, like, like, TJ, you are what you are, though, you know?
1: That's true. Like, that's true.
2: You 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 you. When somebody asked for a history podcast, you mentioned one where, about the Revolutionary War that's like six years in and still going. Like that's true. Which, yeah. by the way, I found a Napoleon podcast that's similar. That's I'm a, it's going to get me hype for uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing the role this fall. So, <laughs> calling the spade a spade, and I guess we need to call it uh, a final break. Yeah, We're, it's just flying by. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got a lot more text to get to. We could even talk more about the game. We haven't talked really a lot about the game tonight against Canada. Uh, we'll try to wrap it all up for you the best that we can. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.
2: Here we go. welcome to kentucky roll call if peeing your pants is cool consider me miles david with walker and Rouge. that was the grossest thing i've ever heard in my life let's go <laughs>
1: Welcome back one final segment of your Thursday Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Cats play Canada tonight at 8 o'clock. Just a reminder, it is not as of this moment. It's, there's no plans for it to be live to be able to watch in the United States. You can listen to it live on radio, 840 WHAS. Tom Leach and Jack Goose Gibbons will be on the call. I was surprised, Roush, how many people yesterday were curious, like, how do I watch? Where do I watch? Is it it even on TV? I think a lot of people just don't keep up with that stuff the day to day. Like we do. So just a reminder, tonight it's not, at this moment, supposed to be live on TV, but there probably will be some illegal stream. So if you're wanting to watch live, be on the lookout on Twitter. Uh, That's probably where it'll be shared if it is out there. And if I find one, I'll be sure to, to let people know about it. If not, we'll just have to do – it'll be 19.30. We'll be listening on the radio and then a replay of the game at midnight on CBS Sports Network. So make sure you record that. Maybe you can wake up, watch it in the morning. Just a reminder for folks, not on TV tonight. They play Canada at 8 o'clock. Just a heads up.
2: Heads up. But, yeah, we'll – I have a feeling somebody's going to find a, a stream. And then once it gets leaked, a bunch of people get on, and then it will crash. So, should be fun time.
1: <laughs> text around the Thornton's <laughs> text line, 5024141450, says, am I the only one that uh, mission the, the quarters one? I often wonder which of these seven deadly sins Trevor would have been killed in the film seven. It's honestly too hard to decide which sin he's most guilty of. That was a Rutherford show text, but it really cracked me up because Trevor really does like touch on all of the deadly sins.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, there's some gross ones in there, too. Like, uh, yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm just I, I'm having the imagery run through my mind and it's just it's not pleasant.
1: There's lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy and pride. And, uh, Trevor the sloth and three. the gluttony
2: ones were the grossest.
1: He's maybe not the greediest guy in the world. Maybe that one would be where he would get a pass. Right. He's definitely prideful. Lust, no doubt about it. You've seen his forearms. Uh, for wrath, he can be very vindictive. Mm-hmm. That's Trevor for you. A texter says, uh, this is just from a L fan, but I wanted to send it over to our text line. Mike, I'm a huge U of all fan, but I watched the UK global game. Man, they may end up with the best backcourt in the country. DJ is different, man. I hate to say it.
2: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll get to Coming see him in the
1: KFC Yum Center this year, unless they do one of those little co. They may, they may try to do the COVID thing again. Who knows? But we'll get to see him in the Yum Center. I'm very excited about it.
2: Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Can't wait. You know, Can't wait. Morning, dudes.
1: To, a core four, four get to see it all close up and personal on Saturday night. Oh, Saturday. poor guy. Yeah.
2: Morning, dudes. Casey here. It's blown away with how much fun this team looks. That little time they spent together, do was great finishing through contact. DJ was so quick to the rim, and Reed was incredible even without scoring. So Cal gives Dilly a longer release than normal because he thrives on one-on-one situations. He will be electric in due time. Go Cats.
1: Agree. I, I could have sent that text myself. I uh, totally agree. Cal's got to let Dilly do some Dilly things. It's going to look ugly at times. It's not going to be the best shot at times, potentially, but it's worth the payoff in the end to let that dude cook. And secondly, you got to look at it like this way DJ Wagner had what, five turnovers? A, a couple of them bad turnovers, just kind of like falling over, you know? Yeah, they're, some very
2: freshman sort of moves. Yeah. It's
1: gonna happen. You gotta let you just gotta yeah. let it happen. You gotta let him play through that stuff. You, and he let Wagner play through it. Dillingham didn't get nearly as many minutes, but you gotta let if Dillingham takes a shot that you don't love, it'll be all right. It'll it'll be okay. He'll make up for it in time, I promise you. Just like DJ Wagner will as well uh agree with that U of L fan. It may be the I mean, I do think it's gonna be the best backcourt in the country.
2: Uh another texture on the Thornton Sexon says Cal might owe Huggy Bear some money or some beers or something. Mitchell was a gift.
1: Yeah, well, maybe not the beers. Probably keep keep away from that. Um, yeah. Maybe. Uh, what if Cal brought Huggy in like Saban does with all those other coaches? Would you lose your mind?
2: No. Um. It would have to be next year, though. You got to give like. It happened too close to the start of the season. But, no, I wouldn't be mad about it. Some off-the-court role. I can't imagine Huggins being one to, like, it's kind of like seeing Petrino as an offensive coordinator. It's going to be weird. I, I I imagine that even less so with Bob Huggins, who's been a head coach for, what, 30 years? So, yeah, yeah. Not, um, can't see that happening, but I wouldn't mind it. Um, did you know today is National French Friday?
1: No, but it is Burger Week in Louisville, isn't it?
2: I think it's like, I think Louisville's next week and Lexington's this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, do, Scoots, what's your favorite French fry? Favorite type of fry? Uh,
0: probably crinkle cut. Uh, yeah, I kind of... Steak fries are gonna good be too, that. though.
2: I, I'm, I'm steak fries out on two potato. We a good crinkle cut fry. That's like crispy, but like you can just get such a high variance with crinkle cut. For me, it's hard to go wrong with a, with a curly fry. Like, I don't know if I've ever had a curly fry and been like, Oh, this is bad.
1: Man. I really thought you were going to say crinkle was your favorite fry. And I was going to maybe have to, we were going to maybe have to go different ways as friends. What? Crinkle <laughs> fries, crinkle fries suck. I think curly fries suck. You suck. (laughs) Oh,
2: wow. We got a three-way. It's like Michael Scott and and, and the murder. You know, we're all throwing our guns at each other.
1: I I, I like any fry in all seriousness. crinkle is probably, I think, just the most worthless, all things considered. You may as well just do shoestring at that point. But wedges are the best. Give me as much potato as possible. Indy's mm-hmm. wedges, yeah. oh my gosh, those are just amazing.
2: I almost don't even consider a potato wedge, though, a French fry. You know what I mean? Like it's such a I get you. different, you know. I mean it is yeah, you're I, right. I like, what you're like, saying. Yeah, yeah. And in and, and you get them so little. Oh, the um I think it's Wendy's that has like a miniature potato wedge as their breakfast potatoes, and those things freaking rock. Absolutely yeah, rock. I've so. had those, those are so, really good. So I can get behind you with some wedge talk. The steak fries are too much potato, not enough surface. And then uh, the shoestring ones, like I can't – like I just lose them when I try to dip them in a ketchup. It feels like a waste. It feels like I'm just getting my fingers covered in ketchup.
1: I get what you're saying, but there are some shoestring fries that are just really good. So, uh, But I they, they can be annoying in that regard. I do wonder, though, like – fries are potatoes so for you to say that wedges are too much potato it's that's what a fry is right it's like i i just just feel
2: like a wedge is such a more high class version of a potato because like you I, i just see them as like a a restaurant appetizer rather than a like i can't is there a is there a fast food that serves it besides like i mentioned the wendy's breakfast kind of tiny version i don't don't think so. Just feels like they're a class above. Oh, and man, if you go to our pals at like Roosters, where they have the wedges with the oh uh, yeah the stuff on top of it, right? Like the
1: mm-hmm.
2: the cheesy, potato potatoy kind of stuff. That that rocks. That at Roosters,
1: works. you can get curly fries or wedges. What what is there? I get the wedges.
2: I usually do the curly fries as like a side, but like we'll do fried pickles as my app.
0: I'm a tater tot guy at Roosters. Oh. Their tater tots are top notch.
2: Do, do tater tots count as a fry? That's another one. Embrace the bait.
1: I think you would have to count tater tots as a fry, a type yeah, of I I disagree. Love tater tots.
0: I don't think I don't think tater tots or potato wedges should be considered fries. They're they're kind of their own thing.
1: That's Just because they're potatoes
0: thing. doesn't mean they should take on a fry form. You know.
1: But they're they're I mean they are in fry form. Like at that point, at that point, what is a fry? And while we're at it, what is a woman?
2: when a man loves a woman
1: <laughs> the texter says uh, i don't even know where we're at on the text line good morning we to all are... and great and calm job scoots that's my boy is that your pops
0: yeah yeah it is maybe no it is for sure hey, hey Mr. Taylor. i'm Thanks with... listening I'm with Scoots
2: as I get up well before he does. Sometimes I'd like to have banker hours here and there, but I absolutely love the mornings. It's so peaceful. That's also Pops. Well,
1: totally, totally agree, Mr. Kalen. There's nothing like the morning. It is so quiet. You, you kind of feel like you're, you're cheating the day a little bit because nobody else is enjoying it with you. Mornings are the best, especially when you get to spend it outside.
0: Too. TJ, if he were here to discuss this with you, he would tell you, first thing, don't call me Mr. Kalen. Call me Mikey. That's what he would like to go by. So, you can call him Mikey, because that's what he would tell yeah, you to call him.
1: I don't like people telling me what to do, Mr.
0: <laughs> Caleb. Fair enough. I'm
1: just, I'm just kidding, Mikey. It's just a habit. I always call people people older than me, Mr. and Mrs., for the most part. You know, I guess I was just raised right. Right, Roush? <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: Um, a texter asks, is the game going to be on Sportsnet? So, if you get Sportsnet, the Canadian... Sports Channel, yes. Yes, you can. But um, you have to ha- be able to have it via Canada. and America, most of us are having to watch these on CBS Sportsnet. So may- maybe you can find Sportsnet online and be able to stream it there.
1: Germany shot a mind-blowing 44 threes. Is that accurate?
2: Um, I have the stats. Give me a second. They shot 41 threes. 13 to 41.
1: And I felt like every one of them was going to go in, for what it was worth.
2: Yeah, same, same.
1: Hey, y'all, uh, I don't know much how much y'all keep up with the NBA offseason, but if you didn't know, Tata Washington got traded from the Rockets to the Hawks and then got traded to the, from the Hawks to the Thunder. Also, there was a recent way too early 2024 mock draft CBS Sports release that four Kentucky players getting drafted in the first round, all to the Thunder. <laughs> That's hilarious I- that it was all to the Thunder.
2: So – there was, um, I read an article the day after um, OKC drafted Kaysom Wallace, and the columnist for the Oklahoma paper was like, he's a Kentucky Wildcat. That's all you need to know. If you're drafting a Kentucky Wildcat, they're going to be awesome. So um, so they have a reputation in OKC, and people forget Nazi Muhammad is pretty big in that organization right now. Uh, he's He's their director of their G League uh program the okc blue and uh the other person who's big up who is he's like the director of scouting and personnel is a billy the man who got billy g the job at uk ac wall is uh like the right hand man for their gm right now oh that's fun yeah yeah
1: bring billy in to coach the guys uh Best of luck to the Oklahoma City Thundercats. I'll be rooting for them. Texas. Oh, that'd says, be a fun t-shirt,
2: right? Like the Thundercats. Thundercats? Yeah, that'd be good.
1: John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, we don't have a full team yet, and we looked pretty nice yesterday. Despite leaving some shooters open on occasion, the defense was still crazy nice. My favorite two plays was when Shepard made an over-the-shoulder pass to Wagner for a slam. Also, the awesome smart pass from Shepard to Burks off the inbounds was a nice jam as well. Oh,
2: that was awesome
1: okay, I got the catch by 13 tonight. Give me Dillingham as MVP. Well, got to go talk to you later. So The
2: the, the backdoor pass from Trey Mitchell to I forget who was also awesome. That was to DJ.
1: Who was that was think, awesome. I think Reeves threw an outlet pass to Wagner that was like just perfectly thrown, let him just as if he was a flag football championship quarterback. So I'm pretty familiar with that type of pass. Uh, that was beautiful as well. The passing on this team is going to be great, and that's what happens when you have a bunch of guards. The passing should be good. And then, if you can get lucky with a big that can really pass it the way that Trey Mitchell can, then you're really cooking. Um, yeah, there's so much more that we could talk about with this entire game. That play, that 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 inbounds, I didn't hear anybody whining about inbounds plays when they scored that bucket with one second Dude, left. That was the, so the awesome. Whiners. Hmm. That
2: was such an awesome play.
1: A Texter said, John, have a good day, buddy. I'm with Nick. Glad he wasn't throwing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just can't. I just can't.
2: Yeah, there's really no way to work your way around that either. People Justin can, Edwards can, had...
1: People can jack up shots, and this texter was having fun with the word jack.
2: Yes, yes, yes. UK hype train is rolling. Number nine is inevitable. Love the spirit. Woo-hoo! Love the enthusiasm. Uh, also love this correction that Justin Edwards had four points. He made a couple tough layups. Um, Cal did say for the game, too. He wasn't wasn't happy uh, slash comfortable with Edwards at the four. Uh, yeah, so
1: you can kiss that goodbye. Uh, e- Edwards is my biggest takeaway with Edwards is that like get used to shrieky shooting from that dude. It's not a pretty stroke, um, and it it's gonna be it's gonna be inconsistent. He'll have games where he's making them. That's gonna be a lot of fun. He'll have games like last night where it's not going in, but. Edwards uh, we're talking about people that can get squeezed like if the arrow keeps playing well and Reeves is playing well and those other guards keep playing well, Edwards could be one that gets squeezed when a lot of people thought you know there's a mock draft that had him go number one overall. It's just bad game, but like that's that's something to keep an eye on. there's there's gonna be a, a minute's crunch there at that two three four position.
2: another texture. On the Thorns text line says, Ralph said he didn't make a shot. Yep, I was definitely wrong there. Um, another texture asks, Is Gil going to get together with your parents? Scoots, is he going to get together for the birthday celebration?
0: Absolutely not. No. Just telling you the how it is. Says, no shot.
1: People were committed back then for backtalking their husbands and being mentally challenged. That's why the numbers were so high back then, TJ. Yeah, again, I said it was I, I definitely said it wasn't perfect. <laughs> Uh, They didn't have it down to the science, but you didn't have as much crime back then. You didn't have as much crime back then. And you didn't have as much back-talking either. (laughs) Texer says, Reed Shepard really sparked and set the defensive tone yesterday. The arrow got that dog in him. Reminds me of a little of Liggins and his last season that really bothered so many people. Oh, man, don't go getting me. It's too early for this.
2: Oh, gosh. Pants are going to get tight.
1: But I will say Throw he's like stalker. what we saw yesterday. A do the arrow was in that Liggins MKG mold where it's just like anything and everything. Mm-hmm. and just do he, it all. He looks yep. eager to do it. Like the same as he is as guarding an inbounds as he is going and, you know, finishing a, a two point layup or a dunk or something like that. And that's, ah, I love that. I, and I, I will gladly fall in love with the do arrow if he keeps it up. I hope he will. I think he will.
2: Uh, another text from the Thornton Sex sign says, Wagner, Reeves, Dilly, and Edwards are the real deal. Love Mitchell's shooting. If we get Bradshaw and Hugo, we will be dangerous. Drastic improvement in guard play from the last few years. Having a point guard that can dunk is nice. <laughs> Wheeler to <laughs> Wagner is an extreme improvement. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm excited to also see how they're going to look with bigs. I do think that they initially played with like, oh, we've got a big seven-foot shot blocker back here to help us. And they had to eventually figure, like, they had to kind of change their style defensively. I think they'll come out much more focused in terms of a new style of defense tonight against Canada. You don't have a shot blocker back there. So if you get beat, it could be two points. And also, if you get beat, maybe don't leave people wide open on the perimeter. They, they eventually figured that out against Germany for the most part. A texter says, I have a site that will guarantee you we can watch the game as long as we know what channel it's on in Canada. Once I know that, I will send a text with a link. Uh, we also nice. had that Cats fans say that KS Bar and Grill is saying they're going to have it.
2: Um, yeah, they got the Canadian uh, TV box there.
1: Yeah, so. there, there could always be 8 technical live with that.
2: Yeah, 8 p.m. live, 12 p.m. replay.
1: Okay, I'm here for all the UK talk, but the fry talk is my jam. TJ wedge take is awful. Just cut a potato in a fourth and boil it. That's gross. You're just so <laughs> wrong about that. Go have an Indy's wedge. It's life-changing. Nick's steak fries and wedges are essentially the same. Bad take. Scoot's no, cream better if being made at home. Curly fries are good, but Rooster's takes the crown. In this talk, those curly fries are the best hands down. That's from Mook.
2: I, I like, too, you can get him chili cheese fry at Roosters. Chili cheese curf, curly fries there. Freaking rock.
1: Mook, the wedges at Roosters are better than the curly fries. What are you talking about? I, 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 used to, I used to respect Mook's opinions, too. Would you all want my sports nest <laughs> stuff if I can find it? Hell, yeah. If it lets me watch the game live, I really want to watch this game live. I don't know if I've made that clear or not. I'm with Scoots. The morning's the best. Sit out on the porch with coffee, watch the sun come up, scroll through Twitter smut. Am I right, Scoots? (laughs) I
0: didn't say the morning was the best.
1: (laughs) I love the wedges of Uh. Buffalo Wild Wings, very similar to Wendy's breakfast wedges, but Stooges has these fries that they call double dip fries that are pretty awesome. Never been to Stooges.
2: Oh, man, you've got to go to Stooges. It's quite the quite the experience, quite the environment. Um, also, the fries at Hoops with their seasoning salt are out of this world while we're shouting out random uh, local places fries. Uh, but we need to shout out what the score is going to be tonight when the Cats take on Canada. Uh, Shay Gildress Alexander is going to be rooting against the Cats, and he's going to be crying tears of sadness when they're done because – Reed Shepard's going to get hot. He's going to knock down 3 3, score 11 points, and USA is going all the way in a close one, though. Cats by
0: six.
1: You're taking Reed as your MVP?
0: That's what, he, that's what he said.
1: Okay. That's what I said. Weird. Going job. off the walls, baby. People forget I nailed it yesterday. Not only did they get the margin directly head on, I also picked the MVP correctly with Reeves. So I'm not backing off that. I'm going to go. Reeves MVP again. He's just, I think, UK's best scorer right now. And I'll take UK by three in an absolute nail-biter. It'll be fun, though. Scoots, I'm gonna,
0: I'm going to go DJ Wagner today. I really liked what I saw out of him yesterday in in a majority of that game. I do think this one will be closer. I said it would be Kentucky's closest game. So give me the Cats or USA by seven.
1: And who who you took Wagner? Okay, I took Wagner. All right, we're all picking Kentucky for a win. I think tonight's probably going to be their toughest game. Or maybe if it's easier than the Germany game, then it probably means we'll have a rematch against Germany on Sunday. But win one more, and you'll advance to the gold medal stage. This is Kentucky roll call. Enjoy the game tonight. Go catch. Go whoa, 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 USA. Jump. This is KRC on the big ash. I wanna talk about me, wanna talk
2: about I, wanna talk about number one. Oh my, me, my, what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. I
0: like talking about you, 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 usually. But occasionally, I wanna talk about me.